Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 10, verse 13 says, They were bringing to him little children that he should touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who were bringing them. But when Jesus saw it, he was moved with indignation and said to them, Allow the little children to come to me. Don't forbid them, for God's kingdom belongs to such as these. Now, we read several times throughout Scripture in the Gospels herein that the disciples had a rather nasty habit of repeatedly trying to help, quote-unquote, Jesus. Now, this time they thought it, it best that they would help Jesus so that Jesus would not be bothered by a bunch of kids. Text, however, tells us that Jesus was greatly displeased by this little attempted intervention. Not only was he fine with the kids coming to him, but he went so far as to literally present them as a picture of the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus was not and is not concerned just about chronological children, but the spiritual children that walks amongst us also. Now, we may be disappointed at the actions of these men, but truth be told, many of us in the church world today can be just as guilty. For many of the trappings of organized religion seems designed even to keep the babes in Christ away from him. Through legalism, we can inadvertently deter their growth and their maturing process, one that requires lots of contact with their Savior. Verse 15 says, Most certainly I tell you, whoever will not receive God's kingdom like a little child, he will in no way enter into it. So he took them, the children that is, in his arms, verse 16, and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Jesus herein goes even a step further in this whole matter. He tells the apostles that unless they are truly like those children, they will never enter the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? I mean, are we to act like children? Well, I guess in a way, yes. Not that we should revert to playing with toys and throwing our food. But when it comes to the heart of a child, that's the key. You see, children, they have a simplicity and a faith that is so rarely found in adults. I mean, children do not refuse gifts. They embrace life, they find joy in the simplest of pleasures. They approach the Father's throne of grace in humility and in awe. So Jesus took these children and he placed his hands on them and he blessed them. He blessed them. Please note, by the way, he didn't baptize them. That's not the theology. He blessed them. Verse 17 says, As he was going out into the way, one ran to him, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him in response, Why do you call me good? No one is good except one, God. 
Now please understand, Jesus herein wasn't saying that he isn't good. He was saying that to accept him as good is to accept him as God. Now, the vast population today wants to receive Jesus Christ as good. They just don't want to accept him as God, and the two go together. This man looked to Jesus as the one who could tell him how to achieve eternal life, but he didn't look to Jesus as the one who could actually give it to him. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 John 5.11 and 12 says, The testimony is this, that God gave to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who doesn't have God's Son doesn't have the life. Now the problem here is that this man's focus is on the I and the do instead of on Jesus and the done. Verse 19 of our text says, You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And the man said to Jesus, Teacher, I have observed all these things from my youth. So now Jesus, once again here, goes to the scripture, as we all should do, to answer the questions of the Spirit. Jesus is drawing this man into a dialogue where he will find the truth that he seeks, though, like so many individuals who have followed this individual, he will not want to hear it once he does. See, this man, he is confusing a personal relationship with God with religion. He was rich, he was young, and he was, yes, a moral man, but he was going to hell. He was a good man, and he was lost. He didn't know the purpose of the law that he had subscribed his righteousness unto. Later in the epistles in the book of Galatians, we read in verse 24 of chapter 3, so that the law has become our tutor, that means our schoolmaster or our guide, the law has become our schoolmaster, our guide to bring us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. So the law does its job to bring us to Christ because we know we are guilty of breaking those laws. But that's where it stops. At that point, we are justified by faith in that Christ, not by following that law. You see, the commandments that Jesus spoke of herein were about the horizontal relationship uh, with one's man, with one's fellow man. While certainly righteous and certainly important, the adherence to these laws that he listed there were not enough to give this man a right standing before his creator. Verse 21, Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go sell whatever you have, give it to the poor 
and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me, taking up the cross. But his face fell at that saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he was one who had great possessions. Can you imagine? Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Now, please note that Jesus was not broadly condemning his riches. It wasn't riches specifically that was the problem. It was this man's reluctance to let go of them. And while riches can be and often are a great danger to any one of us, this directive that Jesus was giving was not meant to be a broad edict for all of mankind. It was for that young man. He says, there is one thing you lack. Despite this issue that separated them, the text tells us that Jesus loved him anyway. Here was this man that, like one of the children from the previous story, that the master loved and would not deny him access. Jesus told the man to take up his cross and follow him. You see, herein is the answer. Not the endless seeking after money, but the dying of self and the living for Christ. The answer, you see, lay in following Jesus. Yet we read that the man went away, and he went away sad and sorrowful. He was sad and sorrowful, but not repentive and not converted. He left with his money, with his possessions. He left rich, and he left lost. You see, for whatever you are unwilling to give up, that assumes the place of God in your life. Thus, idolatry, it comes in many different forms, you see. The only way to reach out and take the gift of salvation is to open your hands and allow that false God that you're holding on to to fall out of that hand. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.